Hi, this is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us a chance to check out some of the recent guests who've appeared on JM in the AM. This week we begin JM Rewind with uh, Amram Adar. He was with us uh, just about a week ago to discuss his brand new album, Ain Od Milvado. Amram Adar, JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Tuesday morning. Ready to speak with Amram Adar, who's with us live via telephone. We're going to be checking in with him in just a moment. Uh, he is uh, out with the brand new album, Enod Milvado, of course, as you know. And there is uh, plenty to celebrate, plenty to talk about, a whole bunch of stuff coming up. If you keep it right here at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and on the beloved NSN app. אני עוצר עכשיו לחשוב כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליבית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך. אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו. אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו. אין עוד מלבדו. JM and the AM, a new music alert Tuesday here at um, at the Nahum Siegel Network. That is uh, Amram Adar, the title track to the brand new ten song, <coughs> excuse me, ten song CD, ten song album entitled Ain Od Milvado. Amram Adar, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having us. Good morning to everybody. Good morning. That that has uh, you released that as a single a few weeks ago. That has really taken off, hasn't it? You know, uh, thank God. I'm uh, very humble uh, to see what's happening with the song around the world and the feedback that we're getting from all over. So yes, Oh Hashem. When did the CD officially come out? It came out last week on uh, 
Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry, on Wednesday in Israel and here. And uh, I really wanted to thank everyone that uh, bought the album. You know, we got uh, the movement is uh, it's great. You know, we're very happy to see what's happening. And uh, let's go buy it. Let's continue. Uh, information, Amr Madar has a website, of course, all over social media. And um, many of you are aware of the fact that he travels the world, including an amazing Sukkot tour that took you to a whole variety of places, including the holy city of Hebron. Yeah, it was very nice. We had a very nice uh, Sukkot in Hebron, in Tel Aviv, Be'er Sheva, also, you know, welcoming the chief rabbi uh, of Israel in Nokia with, uh, you know, Absalom Cohen, the head of the, of the you know, Sephardic and uh, the Shas organization. Right. Uh, it was it was very 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 interesting holiday, pretty amazing. Cool holiday. Yes, it was amazing. All right, we're going to listen to Yehudi Ma'amin. Uh, do you want to tell us about the uh, fascination that everybody has with this song, or should we listen to it first and then you'll tell us? Let's listen to it. Okay. This is the song uh, we've been playing this already for a couple of weeks. Yehudi Ma'amin, uh, Amram Adar predicted that this would have an interesting reaction around the world, and it certainly has. He'll explain that coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. וזו הדרך שבחרתי ללכת בעקבות השורשים שלנו ואיזו מתנה קיבלתי להיות יהודי, להיות בן של מלך ועל כל מה שעברתי אמרתי תודה כי זו Amram Adar is with us live via telephone. Why has that song caught on the way it has? So it's very interesting. Uh, I think this is the answer. We are all Ma'aminim. What's happening is I'm getting uh, people from around the world, from Peru, from India, from uh, we got Ben Kaplan from New York City, Machni Yuda, Hebron, you name it. 
uh, Mexico. I got another one from uh, yesterday. And w- what's happening is people are singing the the high part, or singing Ma'amin Be'emunoshlimo. Now this is came up, and then the producer of the video, looking at this, saying, "Okay, let's do a video that's going to connect uh, Jewish people around the world." So everyone that can make a video of the high part <laughs> singing, and all, all you have to do is take your phone, okay, uh, put it, uh, uh, you know, like uh, you can do it via uh, WhatsApp or, or an email, and uh, you send it to us. You can send it through uh, the email or you can send it through uh, uh, the web, you know, and in any way and fashion, and we are going to include you to be part of the video. This will be, I think, one of the very interesting videos that, uh, you know, whatever, produce. But the idea came from a couple of guys that started, so it's a very exciting moment. You haven't posted any of those from around the world yet, have you? We did a couple of them on uh, on Instagram. Ah. If you go to, to Amramada on Instagram, you'll see. Uh, we start already posting, and we'll post some more uh, going this week. And this is, again, this is for kids. This is for anybody. Yeah, of course. Just the- sing it, feel it, put the headset, get someone to, uh, you can either do a selfie singing it, but the whole idea is to do it on the background of something, you know, something that recognizes the city where you are. So, you know, if you're in, uh, if you're in New York, you know, you're Brooklyn, New Jersey, it doesn't make a difference. Whoever you are at school, uh, we're going to welcome everyone. We just want everybody to unite together. Mamin Ben Munash Lema. And if you can send it to aorchestra1 at gmail.com, and we'll include it. There you go. Those of you who'd like to participate, Amram Adar is asking people around the world to sing. You literally could take this on your phone, a selfie if you wish, to sing the high part of Yehudi Ma'amin, which has caught on like crazy. Email the clip to aorchestra1, aorchestra, then number one, at gmail.com, aorchestra1 at gmail.com. They're going to include it, a guarantee that it gets included in the video they're making of people around the world declaring Yehudi Ma'amin, that they are, in fact, among those who believe. Amram Madar is out with the brand new album, Ain Ode Milvado. You're listening to JM and the AM on a new music alert Tuesday. I want to thank Amram Madar. A lot of our listeners uh, picked up the brand new album, courtesy of the uh, CD giveaway that we did last week on Thursday and Friday, so call to to uh, Amram Adar and his producers for that. You know, we have time for another song or two, Amram. I know, I know we don't we don't want to do the whole album. Obviously, we want people to go out there and enjoy it, buy it, and make it part of their collection. But let let's do at least one more. Give me a give me a um, a, a choice of which song well, you'd like to play for everybody. Well, we got uh, it's the wedding season, so Ogdima right. Laila. You know which song, by the way, has made a major impact? I'm not saying you have to play it this morning here, but you know which song already has made an Im- a major impact with our listeners? Bowie, Bowie Color. Wow. Yeah, it's already made a major impact here, and um, it is it is a tremendous selection. Not suggesting we need to play it now, just letting everyone know that when you get the album, it's going to be one of those. It's in slot number five. It's going to be one of those that you'll be singing over and over. All right, speaking of which, Amram Adar is out with another brand-new hit off the new album, Enod Milvado. It's called Rokadim Halayla. He's right. It's wedding season, a lot of smachot, a lot of wonderful things going on. We have a big wedding tomorrow night, just before Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people have weddings tomorrow night and all through this week. So we say mazal tov to all the chatanim and kalot. And this is Rokadim Halayla at JM in the AM. Thank 
Tuesday morning. It's JM in the AM. Amr Madar is with us. By the way, Amr Madar with a big Facebook presence. Simply go to Facebook and search Amr Madar plus Instagram. Same thing, Amr Madar, two words. And uh, the email uh, that we gave out earlier, if you'd like information uh, about anything or if you'd like to uh, send in a video of uh, you and your Yehudi Ma'amin performance, aorchestra1 at gmail.com, aorchestra1 at uh, gmail. Dot com. Amram, um, your primary uh, composer is Itzik, correct? Yes, Itzik Shambi. Tell me about Itzik. I mean, he he he, he has some great songs, frankly. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's uh, he became uh, you know he became uh, more into the the you know the religious uh, Jewish music, and he started uh, walking. And then we walked we walked together on every song. You know, every song that you hear, we spend a lot of time and effort. Right. To get to the point where it's walking, but he was able to reach the different style and uh, and type of songs within one album, and I think that's really something that we have to say uh, a cover to him. And he wrote on. I mean, obviously, you had a lot to do with this, but but he wrote on amazing themes. I mean, you have Yerushalayim, you have Smachot, you have Yudimamin, you have Mashiach, you have Boikala. You have a lot of great Jewish themes covered on this album. And we got another we got another five that already cooked in the walk of the next album. So this guy is really producing uh, very much. And uh, I'll take the opportunity to thank him and of course Tamir too, that the producer that uh, yeah. you know he's doing a great job. You know what we always you know what we always say from this microphone. It's all about the songs, and you got some really good songs. So thank you, thank you. And this is really I really want to take a moment to tell everyone. How much we appreciate what you're doing, uh, Nahum, to the Jewish music and to everybody. You know, give give everyone the opportunity to really be heard and listen. So, thank you very much again. And I want to thank and I want to thank all the listeners and all the fans that are buying the album and being part of this. Thank you very much. I assume it's available everywhere at this point, right? People can get it both online and if they walk into stores. Yeah, they can go to stores. They can go to Nigun website. Um, and uh, it's obviously it's all over, yeah. Yeah, all over Europe here, Israel, uh, South America. So it's all over the place. It's now. called Einod Milvado Amram Adar, brand new here at JM in the AM. Is the reaction in Israel as as good as it's been here, or should I say, is the reaction here as good as it's been in Israel? Israel is going crazy. You know, it's just crazy what's happening there. It's uh, you know we already on second release over it, only a week, so. It's it's doing great in Israel. Pretty amazing. And also, also in America, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very surprised. But because uh, you know, you thought that uh, the world changed and there's no more people are not buying albums. But believe it or not, people want to feel, get the feeling. You know, read the book, read yeah. the music, the words, the lyric. Who did what? So, and this is a way of appreciation. And I and I really, I like like I said, I want to thank each one of you guys uh, for buying this album. And please go and enjoy it. You got to tell me about Mexico. The last time you were on, you said you'd be in Mexico post the earthquake. What was that experience like? Well, when when I went to Mexico, it was just uh, uh, for uh, a party, so I didn't have uh, a lot to do with that. So I'm not, I'm not going to take credit uh, of that because my plan was to really do a concert over there, but it didn't work out. You know, with the holidays and everything that happened after, and I would. The wedding season, but uh, let me tell you, the world is is a crazy world right now. You know, you're, sure. you're looking around; everything is getting, you know, cold and hot and out weak. And then you got the hurricanes that came here to Florida. So we just need Rachmash That's wrong. And you haven't given up on that dream. You still hope to do a concert there at some point, and you're still doing a lot of traveling throughout South America as well. Yes, yes, of course. You know, now is the wedding season, so we do that a lot. But I'm planning to do a voluntary uh, uh, concert for all, all the Jewish community in Mexico. You know, God willing, we'll do something. It's still in the plans, but I don't have a date. But I committed to do something, and we'll make it happen. Yeah, let us know about that. I'm sure our listeners would want to support it. Amram Adar is here. Any plans on visiting New York at any point? Yes, yes. So we're coming to New York, uh, God willing, on uh, Thursday. Oh, I'm going to be coming to New York. There's a couple of, uh, you know, weddings and stuff that uh, to be part of. So you're spending Thanksgiving and, uh, up here? Yes, yeah, so we'll spend Thanksgiving up here. 
And, uh, you know, looking forward to see everyone. We'll go to a couple of stores also to say hi. <laughs> That's and, true. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. All right. Um, give me one more. What do you want to play for everybody on this as we officially celebrate the release of Anode Milvado here at JM and the AM? I'm going to pick up an interesting song, Sason Vesimcha and Susan Vesimcho. Now, the reason is this is a uh, Sephardic, Hasidic, Ashkenaz, Litvik, you name it. <laughs> it's a very interesting song that I compose, and uh, I would love to hear some uh, feedback on it. So it's a real combination song, huh? <laughs> It is, it is, it is. You listen to it and you'll see it's a very, very interesting. Uh, and and I think we can we can see how much Samir is doing when you listen to this song. You know, a little, a little bit of a, uh, a, a little bit of every background in this one. Sason Vesimcha, or pronounce it any way you wish, on the brand new Amram Adar album at JM in the AM. Amram Madar, tremendous selection. Can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. Mazal Tov on the official release of Enod Milvado. Thanks uh, on behalf of those listeners who have already won the album, courtesy of your uh, generosity. And Amram, we wish you continued success as this really continues to spread around the word about Enod Milvado throughout the entire world. Thank, thank you very much for having us. A pleasure. Kolakavo, Todaraba. Okay, bye now. Amram Adar, the brand new album, Anode Milvado, on a new music alert Tuesday here at JM in the AM. That was Amram Adar, a conversation about his brand new album, Anode Milvado. We now move to Gabe Geller. Gabe Geller of Royal Wine Ked then was in studio just before Thanksgiving to talk about Thanksgiving and Hanukkah wines. Gabe Geller of Kedem, he's next on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Gabe Geller is in our studio. Hey, hey, on. Before you say good morning, I'm going to introduce you properly. He is Director of Public Relations and Client Services, Advertising, etc. for the Royal Wine Corporation that many of us refer to, of course, as Kedem. And now I say, Gabe Geller, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. How are you, sir? Baruch Hashem. L'chaim to you. Chaim, even at uh, 8.20 in the morning. Exactly. Every meeting <laughs> every meeting begins or ends or both with L'chaim when you're involved. 
Uh, you walk or, into someone's office is it immediately a lachaim, or you wait till the end of the uh, of the I, meeting? I usually wait until the end. <laughs> you never know what can happen. You know? Yeah, you never know what kind of <laughs> you never know what kind of meeting it's going to be. Uh, huh? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, as we say in the vernacular, it's Arab Thanksgiving. It is, which means we need kosher wines that pair up well with turkey. Um, I guess pumpkin pie. Yeah. Some people have lemon meringue pie. I know <laughs> uh, stuffing. Uh, what other tr- cranberry sauce and all the other turkey and Thanksgiving treats? And there are a lot of kosher wines out there, aren't there? That's true. It's getting more and more, uh, you know, uh, exciting and at the same time confusing for a lot of people uh, which wines to choose for when, for what, what you're going to eat. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, there are people who are uh, who are visiting relatives and friends tomorrow, and some of them really want to make a good impression. Now, I know, especially in your capacity, that you'd have to list 100 to fill in the following blank. But let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's just reassure our retailers and all the companies you're associated with that we're just using one as an example. You want to go out there and get a, I don't know, a $100 bottle of kosher wine for your host for tomorrow. You fill in the blank. Give me one example of an exquisite incredible bottle that will knock their socks off and completely impress the host. All right. Uh, I would say Chateau Malartic La Gravière. Is that 100 retail? It's about 100 retail. Maybe, you know, on sale could be good. Say the name one more time, slowly. Chateau Malartic La Gravière. And that is from what company? What label? Uh, it's, It's That's the winery. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. It's made where? It's made in France, in Bordeaux. Kosher wine made in France, and it's worth close to and possibly one hundred dollars a bottle. That's correct. Are there people who buy that by the case? Oh yeah. Are there people who drink it on a regular basis? Uh, on a regular basis, maybe some of them. You know, they would be very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the type of wine which, at some point? weeks or months later is completely sold out there are wines that as the as you go through the year you know the retailers know it'll be another six months before we get a shipment of this wine big time and that's one of them big time that's one of them it will sell out but right now it's available it's still available not for not for too long though so would our typical kosher retailers have it yes the good ones (laughs) the ones that really stock good wine absolutely interesting is there such a thing as a $200 bottle to bring to your Thanksgiving host? Uh, yes, there is. And that would be, if you would give an example. That would be the Herzog Generation 8 Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. What does that, I'm trying to think what that label, is that something I would ever have seen? A label I would ever have seen? Uh, it's possible. Uh, the it says label, Baron Herzog on it. It says Herzog. It's a, it, it's a very shiny silver label. Silver and gold label. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's really hard to miss it uh, if you see it on the shelf, uh, and uh, it's it's a very big, bold Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, complex and can age for a long time. And if my host knows a reasonable amount about good wine taste, they will turn to me after tasting this and say, "You you hit a complete home run here." Oh yeah, big time, <laughs> Mamish. It's unbelievable, I'll tell you. It's crazy. It's crazy. Those I mean, are... I, I'll tell you, if, if you're going to the right place and you want to impress someone, 200 bucks for a bottle of wine is not such a bad idea. That's a great way to impress a wine drinker. That's true. <laughs> Frankly. That's true. It's still pretty cheap compared to right. what's available in non-kosher wine world. Right. Or you can find sometimes wine that, you know, right. a bottle would uh, would sell you at $10,000 right. and more. All right, so Gabe Geller is here. Let, let's We'll get to regular regular mainstream wines in a, <laughs> in a moment. But since we've already tackled the 100 and 200 level, in a regular um, experienced retail store, the ones that we are now used to in our different communities that are listening, we could go to what price tomorrow? We we could find a three hundred, a four hundred. What what could we find at the ready? Or is two hundred really the limit? You're not going to find in a regular store like that, you know, more than a two hundred dollar bottle of kosher wine tomorrow. You are going to. I mean, in some stores, you are going to find uh, wines that have been aged for a long time that uh, the store bought years ago and uh, kept for years. And I and I know sometimes you hesitate, which I understand, to mention specific retailers. 
but the store you're thinking of right now is in what neighborhood or borough or where? Brooklyn. I in Brooklyn, say. there would be a store, and that would be how much, that bottle you just described? Five, six hundred dollars. It could be five, six hundred. Yeah. So no one's holding a thousand dollar bottle of wine, but but close. That, exactly, yeah. Very interesting. And that bottle, if I had enough money, I could buy by the case or not? Uh, you would be lucky to find it by the case still, because that's why it's also so expensive. It's right. becoming very rare. Very interesting. All right, we've got to talk a little bit about, about pairings. You know... What the treaty? You were not born in the United States, were you? I was born in Switzerland. In Switzerland, all right. They don't have Thanksgiving in Switzerland. They do not. <laughs> no. um, there's not a day of the year that's that's dedicated to turkey dinner in Switzerland. No, but you came not. to the United States and you found out. Hey, look at this! Every November, I get to eat turkey, <laughs> which is really <laughs> nice. So you know what the basic meal is tomorrow for those who are quote unquote observing that. Even those who don't observe Thanksgiving like to have fun with the turkey and you know all the different you know good food. Uh, who doesn't like to serve and, and eat good food? So you basically know what the meal is like. So th- with that in mind, you probably have in mind the perfect Thanksgiving wines, right? I mean, I would think. I absolutely do. Give me one. Well, there's the one that I uh, brought here today. That's a white wine. It's a white wine. Uh, it's pretty well known, but you know, I, I like to remind people about it because there are so many wines out there. Okay. Uh, it's the Herzog Special Reserve Russian River Valley uh, Chardonnay from Sonoma County. We've spoken about this one a lot over the years. That's true. And, th- and what makes this so amazing for tomorrow's meal is? Well, there are two main reasons. First of all, it goes great with poultry in general, right. and uh, turkey in particular uh, would go really perfectly both with the stuffing, with the meat, uh, and throughout the meal. So it's a, it's a really great white wine. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, the other reason I chose this wine is that this particular vintage, the current vintage that's on the shelves right now, is a 2015. And uh, this is, in my humble opinion, it's the best mm. uh, vintage of this wine in many years. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that in a moment. Um, so so this is the type of wine, again, knowing the traditional Thanksgiving meal, that you could start at the beginning and go till dessert. I mean, you could you could do this the entire, if you wanted to, we would go with everything at the table, basically. Maybe not with dessert. No, not but, with, but yeah. meaning up till, up, up till dessert. <laughs> up to I'm dessert, saying. yes, definitely. Right. Very cool. All right. And that's the, and, and, and again, because the name is pretty long, anybody who says, uh, what is it? What river is it? What do you call it's it? It's Russian River. Russian River. And a- everybody knows. Right. You just know say Russian River. Herzog, Herzog Russian River. All right. That's it. And that's all you need to know. Uh, I'll ask you this question. Um, I don't know if your bosses will like the fact that I'm asking this question, but I'm going to ask you this question. Go ahead. Average retail price. I mean, people are, if they're going to use this wine tomorrow, what are they going to be spending on that wine? Usually between twenty five to thirty dollars. All right, so it's not. This is not a. No, exactly. This is what the average good wine drinker is spending on on a bottle, basically. Exactly that. I noticed, by the way, that the majority of kosher wine bottles, at least in in the local store that I'm thinking of right now, are basically twenty five to thirty five dollars. That's true. It's actually very interesting because only ten to fifteen years ago, not even uh, the average uh, price of a bottle of kosher wine, you know, that most people. Uh, used to buy was under ten dollars. Right. Was like between eight to twelve dollars, right. something like that, which is the price point of Barn Herzog. And uh, right now uh, we're talking more about twenty to twenty-five dollars, correct? Is like the mainstream price. And, and and frankly, one of the reasons is because the the <laughs> the average Jewish wine drinker, and I know this from experience, has gone from the you know the bottles in single digits as you just mentioned to enjoying stuff that's more in the twenty thirty dollar range. I'll give you a perfect example. I am, and I know that your colleagues like to make fun of me. Thank God you don't. Uh, <laughs> but I am a massive fan of the late harvest. Help me out here. The late harvest and blanc. Yes, absolutely. the late harvest, which I guess again it's somewhere over, over twenty bucks, right? Yep, and, <laughs> in that uh, area, uh, it's it's around twenty bucks. It's around twenty. Bucks. Major fan, and of course, years ago, I would be much more of a fan of the six to ten dollar bottles. So, you know, just based on my own experience, I know that's true. By the way, you have to admit, even though again, your colleagues like to poke fun at me, it, it has an unbelievable taste. That late harvest, it's delicious wine. wine. There's absolutely no reason to right. make fun of you. It's incredible. It. It's excellent dessert wine. There are a few uh, wines in that late harvest series. There's also you know orange muscat, love white it, riesling, Zinfandel, love it. Zinfandel. Love it. So, uh, 
Those are great dessert wines. They even age well. But so, but that's where they make fun. If I'm using the Chenin Blanc during the meal itself, not so bad, right? I could get away with that. Of course you can. Save it for dessert. Come it, on, Gabe. It, it, you know, the, the, the main thing, you know, <laughs> let, let's stop being, you know, snobs here. I mean, I am the snob here, not you. <laughs> You're an admitted wine snob, basically? I am an admitted wine snob. But yeah, truth be told is that the, there's only one rule, you know, uh, drink right. what you like and drink what you like with what you like to eat. Right. Uh, you know, there are, there are wines that are better with this or that type of dish. Uh, but those are those are not you know it's not the low you know Correct. those are just you know rule of thumbs for uh, you know wine freaks like me. Uh, but you know drink whatever you like. You would or not uh, chill the late harvest Chenin Blanc? I would definitely. Oh, you chill would chill it. it. Yes. So put it in for a half hour and at least and even, even an hour, you know. All right. So I'm not violating any rules when I do that. By the way, and again, you're going to make fun. I mean, I assume the Joy Vin is, is completely on the lower end of that, right? Is yes, that... that's different. It's like more fun wine, you right. know, party and wine, barbecue. If someone likes a good kiddish wine, they could use it, right? And so I actually had it recently. Again, same thing. Yeah. In the fridge overnight. In the fr- Not an hour. In yeah. the fridge overnight. Absolutely. That's how outrageous I am, Gabe Geller. <laughs> Well, you, you're, you're doing the right thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I guess. Gabe Geller is here talking about Thanksgiving, and now we're up to dessert. Obviously, you've covered, and, and again, Russian River, that's the key word, everybody, if you want the best for the uh, for the meal itself. Uh, you know what uh, the dessert consists of, essentially. It's a lot of pie, a lot of very, very sweet things tomorrow people like to serve. Um uh, not unlike you know most desserts, but my point being that most people are not serving a fruit platter tomorrow. Most are serving really good, <laughs> sug- yeah, really good sugary stuff. You know, if there's fruit, it's inside the pie. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, what would you recommend having that in mind to uh, cap things off? Well, I personally I love pumpkin pumpkin pie, and uh, you mentioned also lemon uh, right, lemon, lemon meringue, meringue uh, which is one of my favorites. Uh, so definitely the the late harvest that uh, yeah. we mentioned before is uh, is a great option. That, any of those four? Yes, any of those four. The orange muscat. The the the, the, the late the, the late harvest zinfandel. I would probably more pair with a pecan pie actually. Right. Uh, although it could go well also. I I can see it. You know, go go well with uh, with the pumpkin pie. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there are also other wines. There's a Tsefona ice wine. I had that. I remember having that. That that wasn't bad for a guy like me. I yeah, no, I'm sh- I'm sure you would like it. Yeah, that's, that's a good that, wine. That, that's right. Is that, is that very popular? Is it like is it out there a lot? It's growing in popularity. All the, reta- it's, all the it, retailers have it. It's still rather new, you know. That, but I thought it's hard to get. Am I wrong about that? It's it, it is hard to get. Yeah, that's what you I know. thought. You know, the the the, the Herzog late harvest wines are produced, you know, in thousands of cases. Right. Uh, the Tsefona, it's maybe a few hundred cases. Right, but it'll be more. I mean, as people, you know, it's going to get yeah, more popular. It's a small winery. Right. Um, there was something I wanted to mention. Yeah, and, and on this subject, you just mentioned about, you know, certain years being better than others. You know, so again, some of your colleagues like to make fun of me when I talk about this, but <laughs> on the Black Muscat. Yeah. Okay. Which years ago, I, as a novice, as somebody who's not a great wine connoisseur, <laughs> as you know, was able to tell the difference between years. There were certain harvests with the black muscat that were just outstanding. And if it was that year, you had to run and get it. And frankly, if it was not that year, I would I would avoid it for the entire the entire season. Of course. The most recent one, what number would it be? Would it be 2016, 2015? What would be the most uh, recent one on the shelves for, for, now? For the black muscat, yeah. I would believe 2016. Outstanding. Do you know about this? That the 2016 I, is I, I did not taste the 2016. I'm telling you, unless I am out of my mind, yeah. I am telling you this may be the best one ever of the Black Muscat. Fantastic. And it is just, and it's uh, that, that's where I'm proud of myself. It's the only wine where I can really tell the difference <laughs> between one year and another year. So. It's very important. <laughs> it's very important years, you know, with wine vintages. Right. Uh, I mean, we talk we talk about that a lot, but it's it's really really important. Uh, right now, we're actually very excited because we're about to release some uh, very exciting high-end uh, Bordeaux wines like the Malartic, like which we uh, mentioned before. Right. Uh, so we have many uh, wines from the 2015 vintage uh, from Bordeaux coming in, uh, which was one of the better uh, vintages in uh, in a long time. And uh, it's very exciting for the customer consumer because the, the, the last great vintage for Bordeaux was 2010. Uh, however, there are not many kosher wines uh, from Bordeaux from the, the 2010 vintage. Uh, 
uh, and it's quite the opposite for 2015. There are many, and uh, we are having an event on uh, December the 11th uh, in uh, in Brooklyn in Dumbo, uh, and we'll have all those wines. Well, uh, that event is specifically for for a type of wine, or it's uh, it's specifically for French wine uh. in general. Uh, but the stars of the event will be the new 2015 right. Bordeaux, and it's going to be... Open to the public or not? Open to the public, yes. The 11th of December. Absolutely. Um, Gabe Geller is here. We're talking about kosher wine here at JMM. Can a company survive when when it's five, six, seven years of what people consider not their best vintage or or it doesn't or it's still good enough and, and oh, yeah, i shouldn't you know, you know you know you know there is exceptional right so the there is good and so the wine drinker knows it's yeah. good but yeah. just some years are outstanding absolutely absolutely and sometimes you know it, uh, even if it's just you know good or very good and not outstanding you know it's uh it's it's a better bet for most people because right. the, the outstanding years uh tend to be more expensive also understood all right um a note about hanukkah Sure. You know, Hanukkah's <laughs> right around the corner. A lot of, obviously, a lot of dessert wines we already spoke about this morning would fit perfectly again with, with some of the, the donuts, the donuts and the, all the sweets that people like to have, the chocolate coins. Yeah. <laughs> <that> people <laughs> also, there's this perception, um, certainly at least uh, somewhat accurate, that people like to serve uh, at their parties dairy meals. Uh, on Hanukkah. So again, we and I hope we'll have a chance between now and Hanukkah yeah. to you know to go through some of the. The list of those. Obviously, tomorrow night's meals is usually, for those who are observing Thanksgiving, is much different. Than yeah, that's, that, that's usually flashing. <laughs> you can say that again. Um, but one of the things that shocked us about Hanukkah is that your company is doing a KFWE on Hanukkah down in Miami. Uh, that's that's true. I'm is going that, there. Is that the I'm... first time that it's on Hanukkah itself? Uh, I do not know if it's the first time, but I do believe so. And the reason I say it like this, with this type of uh, surprise, is because I know a lot of people in your company would like to clear their calendar and make sure to be home uh, during the first days yeah, of Hanukkah. That is, that, is, that is a big issue for us. It's going to be a great uh, great event to be at and to hang out on, uh, on Hanukkah for the people of Miami. Right, for Florida. And, and people who happen to be, uh, to be traveling to Miami at that time. Uh, but uh, it, it's a bit more challenging for for us for the right. company uh, because of course most people would like to be home with their families and all that. Uh, so we had to really uh, to really insist and find you know volunteers uh, to go to Miami and help setting up the event. I'm one of those uh, people. Thank God my wife and uh, and our baby are coming with me. Ah, so. Good. Uh, so that's not that that's not such a See, that was my such great, a problem. That was my greatest concern was the families on Hanukkah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but uh, why did the event end up there? Like, why do the people you're partnering with in Miami want to do it on Hanukkah itself? Wouldn't you think it would be right before? Uh, I would have done it probably at a different time if you know it was up to me. Uh, I do not know why the decision was to uh, was to do it on Hanukkah. Perhaps you know it's it's an event like a that's, Hanukkah party. that's being done. In, you know, in partnership with uh, Witzo right. uh, in Miami. Right. And uh, I believe that uh, Witzo Miami, I thought that uh, doing it on Hanukkah would be actually some uh, some great event for people. Right, a nice uh, Hanukkah event. Yeah. Actually, from their perspective, it's yeah. a great idea. Absolutely. All right. The only guys in convenience are you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Other than that, it all works out really well. I mean, we, I, it's open to the public, right? I mean, people could it's buy a, tickets. Oh, yeah, big time. Because uh, we, were, we were actually considering, you know, should we be down there in Florida? Because we yeah. absolutely love your events, of course. And uh, then we were surprised to find out that it was uh, coinciding with Hanukkah. But everybody down there, everybody down there in Florida, and those who were planning on being there in the middle of December, circle the 13th of December. Circle the 13th of December. It's going to be a great kosher food and wine experience. Uh, down And is it in Miami proper or north of Miami? Or? It's in uh, Aventura. Aventura. Oh, that's really convenient for a lot of people. Turnberry Island Resort. There you go. All right. So that's going to be really nice and fancy. And plus... In addition to the wine, there'll be plenty of food as well, right? Oh, so. yeah. And one would have to bet there'll be donuts there that night as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I would, would hope so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think there will be. Uh, and you can just search KFWE, Coach for Food and Wine Experience, for information about the Miami event. Plus, of course, in February, both New York and L.A. are going to be prominent on the calendar, and we'll speak about those as we get closer and closer. Gabe Geller is here, Royal Wine. Everyone now has their uh, assignment if you're heading out to um, to purchase a uh, wonderful bottle of wine for your host tomorrow, if you want to serve something great, or 
anywhere in between. If you want to, you know, all the recommend all the recommendations we made today sure. are certainly acceptable. Uh, before the late harvest Chenin Blanc, I remind my listeners the wine that I and after the black muscat. So between those two, the wine I was going crazy about was the orange muscat, and that one I notice never really changes flavor or. Like, that's a really good, consistent wine. You know what you're getting every time you open up that bottle. It is. Uh, you know, Herzog Wine Cellars in Oxnard, California, that's one of their main features. That's why people love their wine so much, is that, uh, you know, across vintages, uh, people really find consistency. So sometimes it's a little bit right. better, uh, but, you know, across vintages, the wines are always uh, dependable and reliable. What's the most, is, is Bartonura still the most popular Moscato? It is, because there are, there by are, far. Because there are a lot of them now, you know. <laughs> by far the most popular. Am I right? There's now a Carmel one? Uh, there, there are many. And um, Gabriel one. And, there, um, there is from, uh, from Carmel right. and Tepperberg. Right. And, oh, Tepperberg uh, has Sion a winery. Yeah, they I do. They, they have actually two. They have a red one and a white wine. Boy. Yeah. But Bartonura continues to fly. Uh, that's the understatement of the year. Unbelievable. <laughs> And there are a lot of, and again, nothing against them. They're they're amazing, and they've been phenomenal for us. But um, but I'm I'm just letting everyone know that there's an unbelievable variety of them now. I mean, there's so many out there. there. there with with different there, are, there are actually a couple new ones that uh, that we're very excited about, and that are already hits. You know, they they just uh, were just released uh, uh, over the past few weeks. The sparkling rosé. Uh, Moscato for Bart- from Bartender, a great party wine, wow. uh, beautiful packaging also, and uh, the new limited edition Demi Sec. A lot of good stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Well, there you have it. All right, Gabe. Um, anything else you want to add? Anything else to tell us today? Well, no matter what, tomorrow uh, with your uh, Thanksgiving meal, right. have some good wine and have some good time. You know, Drink what you like. Enjoy your meal. Enjoy your wine. Uh, that's the most important. You know, I may give uh, suggestions, uh, advice, and I'm always available to uh, to answer uh, to answer any uh, inquiries, whether by email or to Facebook. Uh, but you know, go with what you like. And for those of you who've been tuned in for the last twenty minutes or so, you know that uh, we are making the following recommendation: Russian River for the meal. And late harvest Chenin Blanc for dessert. That's how we're going. 100%. For Thanksgiving 2017. All right, we will have an opportunity to speak more about Hanukkah as we get closer, I'm sure. And again, obviously, that would be dominated by dessert wines. And uh, and what traditionally pairs with dairy? Is that white, red? Is it, is, is it anything uh, well, when in it a category com- like that? When it comes to Hanukkah, of course, I mean, uh, dessert wines, to go right. with the donuts are uh, certainly uh, the, the way to go. But... Uh, with latkes, uh, oh, which are not right. necessarily sweet. I mean, of course, right. you know, sour cream and, uh, and apple sauce, that's, uh, that's right. great. Uh, but uh, if you're going to go with some savory latkes, uh, I would definitely recommend sparkling wines, dry sparkling wines. Uh, they are awesome with anything deep-fried and latkes on top of them. Give me one example of a dry sparkling wine. Um, I would say the Rothschild Champagne. Retails at around. It's not cheap, you know. It's around seventy to eighty dollars a bottle. There are sparkling wines that are at that price. Oh yeah, of course. That's a very fancy champagne. Uh, you know, I was just a few weeks ago. There was the uh, Wine Spectator Wine Experience. Yeah. The Wine Spectator Wine Experience is uh, the most prestigious wine tasting in the world, with the most uh, luxurious, uh, expensive. Uh, arguably the very best wines of the world. That happens where? That happens here in, in New, New York, York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at the, the Marriott uh, next to Times Square. Okay. And uh, Rothschild Champagne was one of the select few wineries that were showing their wines uh, at the event. Of course, they're pouring the, the non-kosher uh, right. uh, version of, uh, uh, of the Rothschild Champagne, and we are very uh, lucky and privileged uh, and honored to uh, to have the kosher uh, Rothschild champagne. Very cool, I'll tell you. And again, the retailers have it. Absolutely, they do. And if they don't, ask it's a big it. mistake. Yeah, they should. And you should ask for it. <laughs> Gabe Geller, happy Thanksgiving. 
hope to see you again before Hanukkah. If not, then Hanukkah Sameach. You got it. And Thank you, Nachum. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate that. And email address, if anybody has any questions, would be? Sure. So it's uh, gegeller, G-G-E-L-L-E-R, at kedem.com. Tadaraba. My pleasure. Thank you. Best regards to the entire Royal Kedem family. That was Gabe Geller of Royal Wine Kedem discussing Thanksgiving and Hanukkah wines with us on a recent edition of JM in the AM. That does it for JM Rewind for this Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. More coming up. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Mami, 